This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take me. Give me all you got! Listen, Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. Trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Heat Minute, and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. It is 10.31pm in Australia on Christmas Eve while I'm recording this, and I just couldn't be happier. It's a project that is getting infinitely more rewarding with every new show, Our first show on August 23rd, uh, kind of conceived of in June this year. Um, We are now up to episode 36 by the time you've uh, listened to this. And in my wildest dreams in less than six months to what I have asked you, could one be talking to people involved in my favorite film or sustain a podcast that's 36 episodes long about... uh, about one film, about minutes in one film, I I probably would have said no. But to say thank you for all of your support and to genuinely say thank you to those people who have given up a stack of their time um, to be a part of this show, uh, I just, uh, I have to put this episode up. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little story. (laughs) And the story is, uh, the legendary Joe Lynch, who you would have heard um, appear on this show, a podcaster, a filmmaker, um, made a ripper of a film this year called Mayhem, which is just, is just a stack of fun. Um, and anyone who works in a corporate environment, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like punching a punching bag and being able to sort of vicariously um, tear the entire corporate world down, uh, but from your cinema seat. Uh, Joe was on the show way back in uh, early November and October for a double episode bonanza um, uh, talking a couple of minutes of the show. And Joe is also a podcaster, podcaster of a movie crypt podcast, really great podcast if you get a chance to listen to it. They've recently, uh, Adam and Joe, the two key guys, have recently done a 48-hour podcast for charity. I think it's the longest podcast, or continuous podcast ever. Amazing stuff. Anywho, Joe and I joined forces. He is a formidable Heat fan, one of the best I've ever met. And he says, as a part of our show, you know what, Pasquale Buba, the editor of Heat, just so happens to be a disciple of one George A. Romero, another filmmaker Joe is obsessed with. And he said, you know, I'm going to see if I can get in contact with him. So what you're going to hear is you're going to hear a snippet from the amazing Movie Crypt podcast, uh, which um, I'm editing in here, and you'll have a link just to a few minutes of that podcast just to get some context. And then you're going to hear me 
talking to the editor of Heat, Pascal Buber. Thanks to Joe Lynch and thanks to this podcast. And really, thanks to you guys listening because um, this has been an amazing experience. This has been an amazing um, part of this year. And uh, for all the other sucky shit that went down in 2017, uh, One Heat Minute has certainly been for me as the host um one of the greatest uh, endeavors that I've ever done um, and just really the best movie campfire um, uh, to get great people around to share their stories and and to really share more broadly our love of cinema um, it's been a joy so to all those all of my co-hosts um, to all of those people listening um, and to all those people who supported the show in the background thank you um, this you're about to hear, a Twilight Zone surreal moment of the Movie Crypt podcast boys and Pascal Buber talking about coming on uh, him coming on One Heat Minute, and then you're going to hear a snippet of this Heat Geek's dreams coming true. Thank you for listening again, and uh, prepare to hear my brain exploding. I hope uh, I hope you enjoy a few brain explosions yourself. And uh, there's always another. Minute of one heat minute coming around the corner. Thanks for listening. All right, so with that, let's get to our guest before Joe explodes. Uh. We're both excited, but but even my excitement cannot match Joe's uh, for this one. I mean, obviously, you know that Joe is probably the biggest fan of the the movie Heat. It was one of our one of them, uh, one of our crit picks one month, and you recently appeared on One Heat Minute. Yes, uh, this podcast that I'm obsessed with called uh, One. What was heat. that like when you got put on that podcast? Because you had. Only recently, to me at least, started telling me how you were obsessed with it and you couldn't stop listening to it. Because it only started like two months ago, and by the first episode, so the the show's called One Heat Minute, and what it does is Blake Howard, uh, this journalist in Australia, writer and journalist, started breaking down and explicating and, and analyzing Michael Mann's heat one minute at a time, and... Not not actually not surprising to me, but I think surprising to the pop culture zeitgeist. There's a lot to talk about in every minute of that movie, and I just became obsessed with that that podcast because I'm so obsessed with the movie. And quickly, it's one of those things where it's like I could go on there. Oh man, like I could talk. I could talk for fucking days on that movie. And uh, and I started tweeting about it just about the show, and Blake asked me on, and we did it over Skype. And I mean. Usually episodes run about 20 minutes. Mine, and yours was six hours. Mine was at least uh, an hour each. Oh, wow. But there's just so much to unload on that. And uh, one of the things that I unloaded was uh, my obsession with the editing in that movie and how uh, a certain someone uh, ended up being part of part of just like my memory because I had a poster of uh, of Heat in my dorm room while I was in school. And I would wake up every morning and see this name. And the name always sounded, it, it was one of those names where you just go like, I know that guy. Like, But for me, for the longest time, it was one of the magicians behind the editing of Heat. So uh, this was in like a 96. And around that time, like a little bit after, the laser disc for Dawn of the Dead came out. And, you know, again, Dawn of the Dead is my first, the first movie I had ever seen. Don't judge my mom. Uh, also one of like probably in my top five films of all time, I was obsessed with it, but I, I, 
hadn't seen it in a little while because I was away at school, and then uh, I was also the only guy in school that had a Laserdisc player at the time, and the Elite, um, like, six-disc version of Dawn of the Dead came out, and once it came out, I started watching it incessantly, and then a name popped up in that movie as well, and I had one of those, not like, as ah, the ah! Not as the editor, though. No, no, not as the editor, but as one of the bikers, you know, Tom Savini's, uh, like, cohorts in Dawn of the Dead. And all of a sudden, but then my it all world comes collided. Together. My world fucking collided. <laughs> that two of my favorite films of all time are co-joined. The glue that holds these two films together is our guest. And I have been waiting 22 years for, but, for this moment and, to and happen. Let's not forget, editor, on As I eat this pizza? Day of the Dead, uh, Monkey Shines. I mean, Creep what, Show. Creep Show. What, uh, what, uh, Striking distance. It, it's incredible. Please welcome Pasquale Bubba. Yay! <laughs> Which I've also been saying your name wrong for the past for, for 20, 20, 20, 22, 23 years. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was my fault. But see, if, if I had just used my nickname, Pat Bubba, your name, your eye probably would not have been attracted to You that probably would have been able to fit another credit in the credit block, too, because Pasquale takes a formidable amount of time. Is like, was Dove the other editor? Dove, was, his Dove name, Hunting. was his name longer, and he just decided, fine, I'll go Dove when my, my real name no, is no, Dovetail. No, no his, his real name is Dove. I am so thrilled that you're here. Well, thank you. Um, thank much. you for I being here. I, this is God, it, all, it all kind of stemmed from, so I was doing the podcast, I was doing the One Heat Minute, and... I just want to By went the way, he has, he has 162 episodes. He's got it all set yeah. for the next couple years. Yeah, you he's know? made it. But, yeah. but what's great is that that format sets it up where you can have other people come in. They've had other journalists, other writers. I was um I was one of the fortunate like first filmmakers to come in and really talk about the movie both in a general sense but also in a micro sense, especially the two minutes that that I did. I did uh, the moment where Wayne Grow uh, it, it gets attacked by um, by Neil and his and his guys. And you know, Danny opens up the trunk, and the the garbage bag is already in there. And then he disappears into the wind. Into the wind. He's like the coyote in Collateral. I did that to me. And uh, boy, oh boy, we could talk about that for fucking two hours. <laughs> um, and then the the next minute after, which is the the moment where uh, De Niro puts the gun down and looks all pensive, like into the ocean in Malibu. And then it like just stops when Val Kilmer and Ashley Judd kiss in the most uncomfortable looking kiss I've ever seen in a movie ever because he's like all leaned over and shit. It just it, it looks almost like a little too dramatic, but we talked about both of those minutes for a good 45 minutes. And in oh. that, I remember talking about you you and and your work and you know, just just in in terms of like that movie specifically how progressive that film is edited and how aggressive that movie is edited. For a major film, like there's some serious Stan Brackage. There's like some very experimental things going on in that film, both structurally and then on a on a smaller level on just the way that that you guys used, um, you know, f- uh, jump frames and speeding the you know speeding the film up in moments like when Val Kilmer puts his mask on in the heist and stuff like that, which in other constructs I don't think would have worked. But the way that man starts the 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 visual language and also the editing language of the movie right out of the gate. It's kind of all bets are off, and you guys can play in in ways that I don't think most mainstream movies, especially a big Oscar bait type movie that came out in December '95, wouldn't have been able to get away with. And he did, you know. So your name came up, and that was the moment where I go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make a few phone calls and see what happens because I knew that we would have plenty to talk about here. But 
you are going on the Booba tour now, and you're <laughs> going to have to be on his show too. Because God, I hope I remember the minute. Gentlemen, welcome to One Heat Minute. I could not express to you in words how amazing this experience is for me, the person I'm about to talk to. In my wildest dreams starting this project, I never thought we would talk to key creative people who contributed to the movie. But today on One Heat Minute for episode 152, I'm talking to the editor, one of the editors, Mr. Pasquale Buba. Thank you, Joe Lynch. Pasquale Buba, welcome to One Heat Minute. It is an absolute Thank honor you. and a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Um, it's my pleasure to be here. And I appreciate what you're doing because, you know, I think it's a phenomenal, you know, I, perhaps a little insane, but a phenomenal <laughs> task that you set, set aside for yourself. And, you know, for an editor taking each minute separately and analyzing it is, I, I listened to, I did listen, go back and listen to, uh, you know, a couple of your episodes. And the depth of knowledge that you, that you and your guests have about this film is just, it's insane. It's, it's outstanding. And I will, uh, for full disclosure, you know, uh, this has been, uh, what, it was 95? Yeah. It's been a long time. I, have, I've, I went to the Academy screening of the film, which is the first time I had seen it in, a, in many, many years. But your, your, your knowledge of this film right now, you know, my memory banks, a lot of them are gone <laughs> about this film. What happens is when you finish a movie, you know everything about it. And then when you start a new film, you kind of just reformat your drives and start again from fresh. Yes. But one of the things, but one of the things that, that this, just talking about this reminded me is that the assistants, uh, we would hang around on when we had some downtime down on, on the soundstage and do trivia contests. And it was like, a, what was the flight number of the Cessna? Uh, what cell block was breeding in, you know, and, and we'd go to these phenomenally intricate uh, um, trivia questions. And because everybody had seen the film and screenings and mixing and cutting, uh, we all we all actually did have answers for it. Oh, my but, God. Uh, but that guys, would be my favorite guys, trivia night ever to be at. I'd probably lose with all those guys who'd seen it cut a thousand times, but I would just, I'd be taking notes frantically with every answer. But that was 25 years ago. <laughs> yes. you know, synapses, synapses were out. Everyone, you know, you know. <laughs> well, we are going to watch. So uh, as I said right from the top, Pascal Buber was on the Movie Crypt podcast doing a fantastic, almost career retrospective bookending Heat, which is Joe Lynch's, one of Joe Lynch's favorite films, um, and Dawn of the Dead, and talking about his relationship with the, the horror master and just a, a key influencer of a, a stack of cinema, social horror, and just horror genre in general. George Aramero. So in that episode, there was a brief fleeting moment where sort of Pascal reminisced about one particular minute that he loved because he cut it and he talked about it being, when he actually cut it together, it was actually one of the first takes of this cut. So we're going to have a, a little listen to it right now. You guys are going to listen to a nice high def version. We're going to watch it again really briefly together. Pascal's watched it and then we're going to come back and unpack it. And then beyond that, we're just going to gush with Pasquale about his amazing work and talk about all the things that he can remember from Heat. So thank you so much. Have a listen, and here we go. Okay, I'll just get this. That is a magnificent minute. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, the, the facial expressions, I mean, that's such a, 
uh, unforgiving shot in a lot of ways. You know that uh, of Al. I mean, there's there's no there's no room for any air. That is full screen. Yes. And uh, Dante is you know Dante is phenomenal, but the way that that scene is staged as to when it when somebody would walk past the frame and when people would look at each other, it was just it's all between uh, the, the two actors. Who, who are very good friends. I mean, they, they, they're both from New York and they have worked together before. But when you see the little subtle things that, El, in that scene, Al takes chewing gum to an art form. Yes. If you, if you just watch the way he chews, because he, does, he doesn't chew gum a lot of times. Sometimes he doesn't, but not, not as, a, as a habit. But in that, just the pacing of the chew and the looks of his eyes, and you can see every layer that's going on with him about when he gets the call on a phone and he puts it down, but then she, you know, uh, the the realization of coming to that line about you know you you were right all I am is is what I've been going after I'm I'm no different than the people I'm chasing and that realization is you know to to be able to express that it's something he knew but he verbal Hannah verbalizes it there and uh, there's just there's just so much there's there's a little pause I always and I'm glad you showed it again because it reminded me of this right before he says it's like you always said and he looks away to the thing and then he put looks back at her and he lowers his voice and it's done in a whisper you know there's a great little thing at the end too when he finally when when she releases him and, and he and he he goes and uh as as he gets up she she does a little wave with her hand just yeah. and then that look that he does when he looks back at her there's a kind of shit-eating grin on his face but because he knows He's he's released in a certain way. He can get back to what has been burning inside of him, and uh, and then that run down the stairs, which is you know man descending stairs. Remember, we had to lower the production. We took out all the production audio over there in there in a foley because it was, <laughs> it was he, he goes down the stairs so fast. Yeah, that I love what you talked about with Justine there. So with Diane Venora, she's also she's such a, a striking, beautiful woman. And in so yeah. much of the movie, she's so even in when she's when they've had the uh, a, a big breakup moment where Ralph is at the house. She's still very Ralph. Exce- Ralph. Yeah. She's exceptionally put together, and in this moment, she's pure vulnerability. There's no makeup. Yeah. There's no artifice to her hair, and there is a sense that in this moment, and I love this about her performance. It's just this aching. I know that, and she knows she's right, and. And she says, is there any way we can work it out? And I love that I look at her face and I think she knows what the answer needs to be. And that's what that great, you talk about that, just the beautiful action and reaction and that energy that's going back and forth between them is that Vincent for a moment has to feign a pause. He's like, I know this is denial. This is this is a moment where I could say, yes, everything's going to work out. But it's like in that split second that you reference, I feel like a whole 10 years or five years or a year flashes through his yep. head of what is this relationship going to be like? And then he has to, the, the gum is like him literally chewing on that, that information and coming to terms yeah. with it and looking at her and going, it's like he said, like, you know this, I don't even need to tell you this, but you yes. know this, all I am is what I'm going after. And it's such a great scene. I love, this is the frustration and the brilliance of this format is you take the Edie and Neil scene and there's none of the self-awareness. Like... Neil's like, I want, I want you, I want you to come with me, and she's like, Yes, I will come with you. She agrees, and you immediately you feel sick because you're like, This is, 
this is not going <laughs> to... Something <laughs> is not right. And in this moment, as sad as as heartbreaking it is, I feel, you just go, yeah, that is... In this moment, he's actually made the right choice to kind of set her free because he knows what his destiny yeah. is. Yeah. And that this comes after the... Uh, when he rushes, uh, rushes into the hospital and see, see witnesses, she, she's hurt. You know, he doesn't talk about what he does for a living. No. But she's, she's, she actually gets to witness it. He comes into that emergency room and takes complete command and control yes. of the entire emergency room. And uh, commanding this, I want this, and I need to think of it, you know. And, and she's there and she's absorbing it. She's, she's just aware of the fact that this guy does know, you know, there's something to him. There. He does know, what he's, does know what he's doing. And this, of course, comes, I think, three scenes or so after the, uh, I gotta, I, I, you know, I have to screw Rolf for closure scene, you know. That is it, folks. The end of this teaser. I'm so sorry to cut it off right there. Um, and as uh, if I didn't mention it up front, I wasn't going to play that same minute uh, that he was talking about because I wanted you to relish hearing Pasquale describe it. Thanks again for Garth Franklin for our web design, Paul Davis for our music, and go to oneheatminute.com for everything you need to know about the podcast. Thank you.